Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. I'm James Rea. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, and I publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. We're now uh, three and a half years into our podcast, which is also uh, the Weekly Driver Podcast. My co-host is Bruce Aldrich, and today, one of our favorite places, um, at least one of my favorite places, is WeatherTech. Um, it's been several names, but of course now it's WeatherTech Laguna Seca Raceway, and it, like a lot of businesses, has had to change uh, its format, what it has to offer this season. Some races have come and gone, some have been rescheduled. So we're going to go over that, but we're also going to go over a neat program that's available to whether you're an expert amateur driver or someone who's interested in becoming a better driver. And we're here uh, today with Barry. Barry, help me again, Top Key. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is the, the, did you tell me, the director of uh, heritage events at the raceway. But basically the the people down there, they work all together on all different kinds of events, whether it's a, a historic racing or driving school or... Um, the NASCAR, not the NASCAR, but the IndyCar series, motorcycle racing. It's it's uh, one happy, rather small family that does an awful lot. So, Barry, um, thanks again. I think you've been on our program once before, but thanks for being available. Oh, you're welcome. I love being on on talking everything automotive with you guys. That's yeah, it's, the, fun. it's the best. Could you reiterate to us, Barry? Um, let's go through the schedule and what you guys see. Um, of course, depending upon the, the COVID world that we're in, what's on the schedule between now and, and um, you know, next fall or this fall? Well, sir, yeah, certainly we, 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 you know, as every business struggled with uh, events in 2020, we were able to get a couple of events in and uh, very safely and, and healthy-wise. And we're excited. 2021, we uh, are kicking off April 29 with the Trans Am Speed Fest, which combines the new Trans Am cars with the SVRA's historic Trans Am and some other vintage events that they produce. And um, we're, we're hoping that by April 29, we will be open to spectators, or at least a percentage of uh, spectators, depending on what is happening in Monterey County and the state of California. We're kind of at their mercy. But you know, we, we were proven that, that when we opened up the track rental program in June with very strict protocols for health and safety for participants, we have not had a single incident or um, any negativity whatsoever. So we've been fortunate of getting that up and running. Uh, so we hope that the Trans Am Speed Fest will be open to the spectators. We have more than 500 acres of open space that we can uh, distance each other from and uh, really enjoy uh, the return of motorsports back to Monterey for this year. Then we follow up in July, so we do have a little, little bit of a break with uh, motorcycles. So if you're interested in world, uh, you know, the Superbike Speed Fest with Moto America, and one of the events that they did, they did run this past year with us without spectators, and they did the bagger race. They've done that. So these baggers going around the track, you know, Indians and Harley Davidson. Go, bikes that don't normally race or look like they should be racing. It was a it was a riot, a fan favorite for sure. Uh, seeing these these guys going through the corkscrew, so we're bringing them back in July, and then the following week we're hoping to have Arma Classic Motorfest. So it's kind of a mini uh, bike week here in Monterey, with the classic motorcycles racing, and and while they are racing, it's it's more show than for points and things like that. 
a great group of, uh, of guys and gals who, who participate in that. And then we start really kicking into gear in August with the Monterey Prix reunion on the 7th and 8th, and then into the mighty Rolex Monterey Motorsports reunion August 12th through 15, which those events had to be canceled in 2020. So, you know, all the Pebble Beach Concours and all the other events and auctions uh, took a hiatus for the year of 2020. And we are absolutely excited and thrilled that all systems seem to be go for having spectators to this event. We are going to be selling tickets starting on uh, February 10. So, you know, we keep in touch with all the other events on the peninsula, and everyone is excited about this. And I talk to a lot of the participants who are entering in the, the event, and they're, they're, just, they're, they're thrilled to be able to get their cars out, to share them with the people who will be here. So big, big plans for that. And then we get not too much time off. We go to September 10 with the uh, return of IMSA in the Hyundai Monterey Sports Car Championship. So we've got some great battles that go on in IMSA. We you know, saw the Rolex 24. Um, they bring such a good show, and they just keep getting stronger and stronger every year. And then our season will wrap up September 17 through 19, so we'll having another speed week with the IndyCar, uh, Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. And what's cool about that is I was not here in 19 when, when, um, when Laguna Seca held that race. So I'm excited. We're going to have uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, out there who was out here testing uh, about a month and a half ago, and he's returning next Tuesday to do some more testing with Chip Canassi. So we've got a lot of... Uh, uh, excitement. Corporate response. Uh, corporate sponsors are um, very interested. So hopefully we can be back to you know. I don't like the words of the new norm, but the normalcy a little bit of having spectators and having racing, filling up hotels and and um, you know restaurants who have been beaten up so much you know throughout the world. Uh, bringing back some uh, uh, business in a safe and responsible way to the Monterey Peninsula. You know, it sounds like a great idea. It sounds like a lot of fun. That's a good lineup you got. The outdoor, boy, I, I can't think of how many acres do you have that sure should be safe to have some spectators out there. Yeah, we have uh, over 550 acres. So, I mean, and people, you know, we, we, it's not, we're not like a football stadium where, okay, you have an assigned seat. We have grandstands that we can monitor people uh, on that if, if need be. But we have the hillsides, the corkscrew area. Um, you know, people spread out. Sure they do. Gen, uh, you know, authentically already. And uh, so we're hopeful that the protocols that were put in place for the track rentals, and when we did have IMSA this past September, um, yeah, or yeah, September I think it was, uh, you know, things worked out. Um, you know, IMSA has a very strict formula of a bubble in the paddock. We hopefully will be open it up enough that uh, we won't have to have those tight restrictions. But we want to get the series back in. We want the sponsors to be happy. We want the journalists to be coming in, and obviously the spectators to enjoy motorsports because you can watch motorsports on TV all day long, but you've got to be here in person to to have that sensory experience that only being live in person you know can provide. It just doesn't sound right on TV, and no, it nor doesn't. can you the, the the smells too of racing. I can I can uh... yeah exactly. I can add on to that in a couple of ways. Number one, I, I've never been a motorcycle guy. I mean, I appreciate the talent that people have, but I never really um, thought about watching it. But many years ago, got to go to MotoGP. And then um, last year, uh, with uh, Brandy's help and uh, a former colleague of yours, I was uh, able to meet Mary um, 
help me with the last name, the woman who was the first woman to race at Laguna Seca. Oh, right, and, right. And, uh, um, and then I watched, I, I, I reported on the, the, the motorcycle championship, and it was just like it was with MotoGP, although it's a different kind of racing. It just was, it was mesmerizing when I, the first, I was, you know, the proverbial kid in the candy store. I had no idea really what I was watching, but it's pretty easy to like. Those guys will go on the gravel and dirt and get right back on, and sometimes they don't. And, and the tight corners and the passing, it was it was really interesting to watch. So I, I recommend anybody to, who's kind of maybe unsure about motorcycle racing to go down. And, I mean, all the other events are great, but that one really uh, really captured it for me to see what all these guys are. They look like they're 10 years old. And there was a, a young woman out there racing, too, I got to meet. I forgot her name. Her um, She was 14 or 15, and she was... Uh, in one of the categories, I, I forgot her name now, but I did a story about her, and she was a really interesting young woman. She was sponsored by her, I think her father was taking her around, and then she had a, a corporate sponsor who was helping her along the way, and um, she was a, quite a quite a young lady, so that was, that was a lot of fun. The other thing I'm going to cover, and before we go into the other areas, if... Um, if you guys haven't thought about this, maybe, maybe I can put an idea in your head. Is any way you could get Sir Anthony Hopkins out there on the uh, IndyCar, I mean on the uh, Indian motorcycle races, that would be fantastic <laughs> from, from his movie. You know, uh, I don't even exactly. know if he travels anymore, but um, yeah. glad to have him as a spokesperson. I think you'd attract um, a, a larger crowd. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100% with you about uh, motorcycle racing. I was a car guy, and you know, I didn't really care about motorcycle racing whatsoever. And, and but my first experience uh, back in the MotoGP days, just absolutely uh, you know, captivated by the energy and the speed and how, and well, let's face it, how nuts those people are <laughs> being that fast, that low to the ground, and and doing what they're doing. Um, it's a you become hooked very, very quickly. I agree, yeah. I, I, you're not just looking at a machine. Um, you're, it just tells you that you're really you're looking at the operator, the driver, right? In cars, the same thing. But you, you can see them so much better on the motorcycle. It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think their yeah. resting heart rate must be about 30 or 40 or something. They just seem all like they're pretty cool cats. Um, and, 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 to throw, and to throw the bike around in the corkscrew from, you know, left, right, left, it, it's just... It's like poetry. Yeah, it is. I, get into and their rhythm. I, I wish, well, it's another part of the business, but when MotoGP was there, they uh, they escorted me into, and I think I, I I had a chance to speak with the two brothers, the Hayden, the Hayden brothers, is that right? Oh, yeah. Nicky yeah. Hayden yeah. And, and his brother, and then Colin Edwards, who was an old man at that time, he was 35 or something, <laughs> and, the, and they brought me into the area where they have, um, the sponsored bikes, had two bikes, and, he, and each bike had... Uh, like there was a, 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 a rug when they came into the, the garage, there was a rug and they had five guys looking at the computer bank, five guys, you know, talking to the driver and five guys working on the bike, you know, changing the tire pressure, you know, half a pound or two ounce, whatever it was. And I couldn't help but think of, there was like an operating room. It was just fantastic to watch 15 people work with one guy. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's quite the show. It's quite the show. Yeah, Mo, and Moto and Moto America does the same thing. Yes, um, very very fam friendly. Uh, they're putting in family activities to to create an environment where you don't have to be a motorcycle or a motorsports fan, but you want an experience. You want an entertainment, um, and that and that's kind of critical to all of our events this year. Of of you know we we attract the motorsports fans. 
uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's the choir. But how to expand the sport and how to engage with the community and the regional area as well, uh, especially the Central Valley, uh, you know, this is an entertainment experience. And you can come and you can get a taste of Monterey with some food and walk around the vendors and, and we're even talking about maybe you know, a Ferris wheel and things like that of, of creating you know, an experience that people can enjoy and also watch some racing. Yeah, I think unlike some other professional sports, I mean, you can't really you can't go in the NFL huddle or you can't go in the timeout for the NBA or be in the dugout for a baseball game, but you can go in the infield and you can talk to people and and you can meet meet the the riders and um, you can watch the the people you know whether it whether it's a historic race or the motorcycle you can you can like be in the mix. It's it's a uh, it was interesting that way the first few times I did it I had no idea you could do that. It's great. Hanging out in the pits yeah, no, is, is definitely a good thing. Yeah, hanging out in the pits. But 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 you have to be careful. You have to watch. You, there's moving parts in the pits. <laughs> <That's, laughs> thank you, Barry. Thank there you are for... cars moving around. There are <laughs> bikes coming in and out fast. And, and I've been guilty too of being kind of in my own world at one point. And like, oh gosh, I gotta get out of the way. <laughs> That's right. Um, Brandy took me around. Your your colleague, um, the communications um, uh, woman who's there, uh, when she first took me around last year or two years ago, th- two years ago now. And she did. She said exactly the same thing. Just stay close and and keep your eyes open because we were trying to find a certain person, and it and it took us a while. But it, you're exactly right. You have to, you know, heads up at all times. So that that's part of the fun. That's part of the fun. So I guess moving forward, um, the one of the things that I mentioned earlier is this um, unique uh, facility. Whether you're someone like the professional riders who have gone through one of the racing academies or schools down there to, to a person who wants to be a better driver. Can you give us a good overview of the, um, as you guys call it, drive on track program? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the track is, you know, being in Monterey County where it's, it's absolutely gorgeous 99% of the time, um, we're open almost every day of the year. In fact, we are open every day of the year. Um, uh, you know, even on even on Thanksgiving Day, we do a turkey trot uh, to raise money for the food bank. But you know, we have so many different programs and different clubs that come to rent the facility. Um, you know, like you know, Skip Barber Racing School has a number of days to learn the, the nuances of starting that that motorsports progression of how to drive on track fast and safely, where are the braking marks, where, you know, you, okay, you start dicing it up a little bit with other students and other cars around you, that, that gives you another experience that you don't normally have. Um, so we have a lot of track rentals, and, you know, we always recommend if people are interested in getting onto the track uh, to check our website, weathertechraceway.com, and go to the calendar where you can see, you know, Skip Barber, you can see the Northern California Racing uh, Club, and other programs that you can get into. Uh, coming up in uh, next month, we have the Lexus Performance Driving School, where you can go in and actually, you know, Scott Pruitt comes out and uh, teaches the program. You know, Scott Pruitt, a six-time uh, champion, and just, I mean, an amazing guy, amazing talent. But there's almost every day of the year, uh, you know, we're, we're busy. You know, the pandemic has caused some open dates uh, in January and February as people are were hesitant a little bit. So we are looking at renting the track a little bit more uh, in the next couple of months. But we all, we, have, we have a lot of fun things that go out here too. We just um, we have an IndyCar test day next Tuesday, but we also have it on March one, 
And the March 1 is going to be kind of fun in that uh, it was announced just this morning that Roman Grosjean is going to be running IndyCar. And one of the questions he asked and was asked in the news conference this morning, uh, is there any one of the tracks you'll be running that you would say you're looking forward to the most? He said Laguna Seca. He Great. said, uh, because I used to race it when I was a teenager a couple of years ago on video games. <laughs> yeah. On video and games. Oh, man. On video games. So he's never, he's never driven here, but he will. But he knows the track by video games. And, and Valentino Rossi was the same way for MotoGP when he first raced here. He, he didn't care for the facility that first year. He didn't win. And, but that whole year, he went back on video and played the, the, the game over and over and over again. He came back the very next year from MotoGP and won. Uh, so he probably liked well, the facility not, better uh, then too. Yeah, huh? yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, that was the year he got off his bike after winning and kissed the corkscrew. Oh, um, okay. Which was, which was kind of a fun, and then we, you know, he became fast fans of the of the, the facility. But we do have a lot of different driving schools. We have the clubs. Hooked on driving is a terrific program, and and they they book up a number of days where you can learn the nuances of how to drive safely, not just on track but how to drive safely, period. We went through a program a couple of years ago with Hooked on Driving, uh, learning just as simple things of uh, you, you accelerate hard and you brake. Let the ABS systems work for you. Don't pump the brakes like we were told you know, years ago before ABS. You would have to pump the brakes to slow down. Now the ABS does that all for you. And, and it's kind of, it was kind of a mindset change of how to stop in an emergency situation. So we did that. They do slalom courses of how to handle the cars with, with traction control off and on, um, and how to and you know, they, they have the lead follow programs on track. So it's really a, a safety. A number of programs are, are built towards safely driving. Um, you know, youth programs as well for 16-year-olds and learning the you know how to drive, which I think many day many times the driving schools have kind of lost focus over the years, and I don't think the, the, in, the instruction is as tough as it used to be, and a lot more people just get, get you know, it used to be mandated in high school uh, for driver education. I don't think that is anymore. I think you're right. So there's, there's, just, there's just lots of programs out there that, that you know, sons and daughters should go to, you know, a day program for learn how to handle this, you know, massive car, and so we've got those types of programs. We've got the club programs of the club members of Porsche Club getting out and spending a couple of days on track and, and doing racing and enjoying their car at speed and in a safe manner. We have, obviously, the corner marshals and all the safety uh, levels. So it's a matter of just really getting out and, and having fun, doing what you love to do in a safe environment. I'd like to mirror what you just said. It's, it's a super bunch of fun and a thrill I took a Skip Barber course down there at WeatherTech, and uh, it was before ABS, I might say. It, it was in Dodge. Bruce Vi- is really it was, old. It was in Dodge <laughs> Vipers. Didn't, ha- didn't have ABS, but uh, oh boy, what a thrill ride that is. And it, you learn so much for, about everyday driving. You know, that you don't, this isn't just about going fast. It's about, you know, how your car handles. And Yeah, I, and, and, yeah and, and every car is different, and... Yeah, you know, I learned a lot. I thought, oh gosh, we have to go through a driver training program now. I was like, oh geez, you know, I already know how to drive. But I learned things, and it makes you feel more confident behind the wheel. That you know, evasive maneuvers. If you 
you know, we all have evasive maneuvers that, you know, happen when you're on the roadways and, and to learn how to handle the machinery at that point uh, in a safe environment and, and safely for your, you know, your own safety and for the safety of others around you. Um, you know, these types of programs are, are just very, very um, good and, and are needed. I agree. And I, I what I really like, too, they had a uh, um, skid pad com- component to it, which is uh, slick tires on, on, on a wet surface. And boy, the car control that you can learn, in, which is it's essentially like ice. Well, you know, to this day, when I go up in the snow, I, I still am ready and I I still induce slides by, I must say, for fun. <laughs> but I, but I am confident to do that because, you know, what I learned years ago, uh, you know, in a, in a racing or a, a high-speed driving school. So it's, it's really, really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's something that, you know, when you, I'm sure you experienced it as well as I did of, of when you start to do that, you have to think first and then you react. But by then time, by that time, it might be too late. So by learning it and repetitiveness, uh, like the skid pad and things and braking and, and programs like that, it becomes natural, and that's what saves your life. Barry, um, referring again to a couple of years ago when I had the chance to meet uh, Mary and the other the young woman who were on the motorbikes, does anything come to mind in terms of was there a surprise that you're aware of when someone showed up to take a class? and to learn how to drive, in quotes, uh, who was 85 years old or somebody who had just turned 16, or, or and if you'll forgive the, the non-PC approach this, are there very many women who, who participate? There's a growing number of women, um, and, and it's, it's no longer just a man's sport. And yes. It's, it's, it's great to see because, you know, the more women purchase or influence car purchases than men do. So, you know, when you look at the Mercedes-Benz uh, AMG Academy, when they have that, or the Lexus Performance Driving School, there's a, a, a growing number of women who are active in this, and, and fantastic to see because you know we're all driving the same roads. Um, <laughs> yes. A surprise visitor. I mean, we, we, we get surprise visitors quite frequently. Um, I remember a number of years ago, I it was Mercedes-Benz was doing a program and. And I went down to visit some friends just to say hi, and I'm chatting with them, and they just kind of looked over my shoulder and ran away from me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what did I say? Yes. I, did I say something wrong? And there was this one guy with his, with his girlfriend, and, and they were chatting, and they put a helmet on both of them, and they, he goes off on track. I went over there and said, well, who, who was that? Because I, I, rec- I didn't see the full face. It was uh, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, Formula One world champion who just happened to be in San Francisco, had never been to Monterey to see WeatherTech Raceway, and just happened to stop in to see it. They recognized him, and they put him out on, on the hot lap for a, for a few laps, and uh, he just had a blast. Great. So That's a good one. It's one of those things that you just don't know who's coming in. We, we have visitors from around the world, um, not so much as obviously since the pandemic, but this is a bucket list item on many people's list, and... Uh, uh, you know, we, we, we try to accommodate as many as we can. If there's a, an empty time on track or something, if we can give them a little ride around, you know, we'd be happy to do that. Every time I go down to Laguna Seca, uh, WeatherTech, um, I, you know, kind of reminisce because I've been going for different events for so many years. So sometimes the, the, 
the back entrance, uh, General uh, Jim Moore Drive, I guess it's called. Every time I drive oh, yeah. on, on that road, I just have a little personal in it. I just think about, I've been coming down here since, I don't know, the early 80s. And just to your point, one time um, Mario Andretti was there and they, they said, hey, there's th- uh, he'd like to speak with any journalists. So there were four or five of us in the room and boy, we got to spend an hour with uh, with Mario. And then another time it was years ago it was Bobby Unzer and um, uh, Little yeah. Al and, and uh, there was um, uh, Bobby Rahal, I should say, and, and Little Al and um, you know, some Danny Sullivan was there. So it's, there's always somebody that I think, boy, I'm, I'm not really into this sport, but I have a chance to, to meet, um, with an icon. And, and the, those guys are pretty good with the public too. Sometimes you, they, um, they like to mingle and it was fun. Um, you know, whatever the sport is, it's fun to meet some of those people who, uh, you mentioned Valentino Rossi to watch him walk around with an entourage of 30 people was quite something. He's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was great. That's, that's what, yeah. And that's what really makes you know, our track rental program successful too, is you can drive where the legends have driven. Yes. You know, you can drive on the same track as Jimmy Clark, Sterling Moss, uh, Dan Gurney, uh, Roger Penske, Phil Hill, Jackie Stewart. And I remember, we have a picture in our archives of 1966, Jackie Stewart and Phil Hill just talking away in the paddock. Oh, man. I mean, Bruce McLaren and, and, uh, and I mean, not too many facilities have the spiritual nature of, of the, the, when motorsports was just about driving the car and you, you, they, weren't, they weren't making big dollars, you know, by any chance. No. You know, they did it for the love of the sport. And, I mean, we still have out in the uh, lake bed area one little strip of rumble strip that was from the original track. And uh, you know, we're going to be doing a little, some stories about the history of, of uh, this facility and using that as well. But um, you know, it used to be a 1.9-mile course, and now we're, of course, 2.238. Yes. But uh, the history that is here is uh, pretty, spe- you know, pretty spectacular, and that's what brings people from visitors just to come in to see the corkscrew or the track renters who can say, you know, this is where uh, Colton Herta won last year in IndyCar. And, That's right. Um, yeah, not too many places can do that. No, no, you date back to 1957, I believe, isn't it? I'm sorry, what's that? You date back to 1957? The track was completed? Yep, 19, yeah, 1957, completed in uh, about 60 days. Yeah, it's... Uh, and uh, try, try to do that nowadays. Oh, no, no. <laughs> right. Um I wanted to reiterate, and, and I'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't, that as well as you've described all these different things that are happening, they're all listed in, in great detail on the, the website. Um, and it's uh, I, I'm going to let you take care of the URL again, Barry. It's, it's what again? WeatherTechRaceway.com. Dot com. And everything's laid out perfectly, all the different calendar of events, um, all the racing programs of schools, um, for people who are camping, I know that you know that's a, a popular thing. And of course, we didn't mention uh, in the future for the for the facility is um, uh, I think maybe in October. I could could be September is uh, Sea Otter. You know, the, on on the on the bicycle side, that's coming back, uh, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's a yeah, you know, Otter, yeah. They they used to be in uh, May, but uh, because of the pandemic, and uh, you know, who knows what May will look like a hundred percent. They moved to October, and, and I mean, again, a phenomenal event, multi-discipline bicycling uh, in the hills, on the track. Uh, just if you're into bicycling, this is the place to be. You can, you can it's go. It's a beautiful area, too. It's, it's, it's green great. grass, you know, m- much of the year, and 
it's trees, hillsides. It's it's a nice place and, to visit. And, and and also you can come in on you know if you're a a hiker, you can come in pay a five dollar entry fee to come in, park your car, and then you can take the land adjacent right right off of um, uh, turn six essentially. Uh, you can go in and get into the Fort Ord Monument and hiking trails and, and things like that. So there's, yeah, we're, we're open every day of the year and uh, always welcoming visitors and, and uh, you know, trying to be as hospitable and, and uh, as we possibly can to everybody who comes through. It's, it's a great, uh, like Bruce said, and we all know it's a great facility. And, uh, and that's not a controversial question, but I know that the area has gone through a transition of owners and different things. And there's a negotiation usually with um, different entities that are involved. And, but it sure seems like the facility is um, now is very proactive. And as you've given us great detail uh, about, there's just so much going on that um, we're really very fortunate that for people in Northern California, it's, you know, it's three hours away or two and a half hours away on a good day. And um, you could spend a lot of time there having a lot of fun. Hundred percent. Okay. You know, the, the county of Monterey owns the facility. Yes. And because uh, it is a is, is Laguna Seca recreation area, so it's yes. a park, and there's even a shooting range and pistol range down there that's um, independent from what we do. But um, it's a good setup, and and you know there was some discussion at one point. Oh, it's going to go away. No, nope, no, we're. I don't ever foresee this facility going away. It's uh, too valuable to the community, too valuable to the the motorsports area. Um, it, it's just a phenomenal facility and one that kind of tugs at your heart when you when you come here. Hard to let it out. Hey Barry, thanks um, for being available. Just to uh, if if you haven't visited uh, the area, please pick an event or go down there like Barry just mentioned to go for a hike and just see the area. If and for me, it would be the next time I go will probably be the hundredth or fiftieth at least. But I can't wait. So, Barry, thanks, thanks for being on our podcast uh, today. We really appreciate hearing all about uh, everything that's going on there in, in the calendar year. And, and you said the new normal is, is not really the way to say it. But when we get back to some some ways that we all appreciate, we'll uh, we encourage everybody to you know, take yeah, a visit let's down get the there. Spectators out. And yeah, races. have a beer and a hot dog or whatever it is, and and, 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 and enjoy <laughs> and enjoy yourself. So, thanks yeah. again, Barry. Well, we, you're very welcome, and thank you for all of your support and, and uh, ongoing enthusiasm. Okay, great. Thank you. Cheers. Bye now.